Okay. Hi, everybody. John Harris here, a very special Public John podcast. Uh, we did say that we were going to only do these when we have a special event. And to me, this is a pretty special event. Friend of mine, author, um, uh, college DJ with me way back in the day. <laughs> Way back in the day, Jim, you were you were just a young pup, and I was uh, too old to be there. So, uh, <laughs> uh, is uh, my friend Jim Santora Jr. Jim's an author of uh, some uh, some renown in South Jersey because of if you look here, you'll see if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube over on the left of your screen that where you see Jim, that is his first book, the underrated rock book. The 200 Most Overlooked Albums from 1970 to 2015. Yep, I see. <laughs> <laughs> or 2015. And we're here to talk about Jim's uh, follow-up book. I don't know if you call it a sequel. I'm, I think it's more of a follow-up. And this was a lot. I'll be honest with you, folks. This was kind of by demand. And Jim can tell you more about that. But as you can see, it's the book on the right here. Uh, if you're if you're watching, uh, if not, just know that it's called Underrated Rock Book Two. Uh, what is it? Is it two hundred? It's two hundred. Two hundred. Two hundred more overlooked albums. Two hundred more overlooked albums. Uh, and uh, let me tell you something. This is a lot of fun to go through, Jim. Uh, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. We have kind of the same interest in music. You're, you've been able to take it to a different level. But uh, when I started reading your book, uh, the first one, and then again here. I'm having a blast. It's fun. I'm having a blast. It's uh, it's a lot of fun just listening. To be honest with you, some of these songs I'm looking up, and if they're on if they're on iTunes or something, I'm saving them. Some of them are like, this is pretty cool. Well, well, first off, I want to thank you again for for having me on here. Uh, you've uh, like with the first book, you were a great supporter of of that book. Uh, you had me on on your shows uh, back. Oh God, we're going back what 2018 uh, wow, somewhere. Yeah. 2018 yeah. between 2018 and probably 2019 I guess yeah we uh, did some things different for... spots yeah uh, just talking just talking about the book talking about mm -hmm. music in general yeah. uh and yeah this was this was a lot of fun to, to put together I mean it's it the first one is you know it they start off as an exercise I kind of tell this to the people all the time it was an exercise in uh you know first of all you got to love music in order to even you know think about you know, putting the effort into a, a book oh, like God, that. Yeah. And, you know, my, my, my thing was always, you know, always looking at the, you know, the, the lesser known albums or the ones that just kind of get lost in a popular band's collection. And, and, you know, and I'm surrounded like, uh, you know, the room I'm in here, I got a CD collection in here that, you know, has, you know, uh, uh, many selections that are in here that are in both books. Right. And it's just, okay. you know, and it's, and it's one of those things where like the first book, you know, I wasn't sure about if I was going to put together another, uh, you know, and again, like we, like I said, it's follow-up. I wouldn't even really say it's a, a sequel. Right. Uh, it's kind of the whole reason why we kind of said underrated rock book two, T O O as opposed to the number. To the two. number. Right. Because yeah. I noticed one, that. Yeah. As I'm putting this book together, one of the things I'm sitting there looking like and uh, looking at is you don't necessarily have to get the first book to, you know, then, right. then get the second book. You could right. start with this. You could start with this new book and then go back. I yeah, don't think it's there's not a right in sequential order. Way. Right. Yeah. I like there's that. not a right or wrong way uh, to do it. Um, yeah. But 
the it, you know it's an exercise um i managed to do it twice uh you had kind of mentioned you know that there was you know there were a few people that were uh kind of interested in hey what about a second book what about yeah. a second so uh, I'll, I'll tell you a brief story um about that about how it really kind of came out that i was going to do a second book yeah because i'm curious because so, i remember when we asked you on the other shows yeah uh, and, back and when the first one came and out many you other like, shows that oh, I, I did know. asked yeah. about a second book because you know i mean people are there are there is an audience out there that there are people are that are interested in in this whether you're a, a collector right. or you just like rock music in in general and of course we cover all the everything from the heavy stuff to the acoustic stuff and everything yep. else in between right that. yeah but uh so you know there was a couple times i was asked are you going to do a second book and i wasn't quite sure i was going to do it but uh what it really happened was i started to realize after i put out the first book that there were a couple albums that i actually missed putting mm -hmm. in the first book Right. After all the research that we that I did and, and go in and find the 200 albums. And it, it really started off. I had a friend of mine, Wayne Gonzalez, who I who I who I bowl with. And I've been bowl with him probably for the last uh, eight years or so. Right. And I still remember I went up that the one the one thing that really kind of got it was when the book was ready to go. I had said, hey, the book's you know it's going to get released. And then he mentioned uh, he mentioned the band Urge Overkill, which is actually in the new book. Okay, but I was going to say, I album. just saw that. Yeah, yeah, they had an album, Saturation, and he was telling me, he goes, you know what song I heard? I just heard the song Sister Havana from uh, from Urge Overkill. And the first thing I sat there, I was like, you know what? I just spent all this time putting together <laughs> 200, 200 bands, 200 you... artists, 200 albums. Oh, and God. That was one. That was one in my head, but I never wrote it down. Like, it was one. It's like, and that's the beauty about this is that I could go in here and do something like that. The other one that's in the in the new book that I I felt should have been in the first book was um, the Meat Puppets. They had an album called Monsters. Okay, and that came out in '89. It was actually during our college radio days. We used to play. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, and that was another one that, like, for whatever reason, and and what happened with that one was I was going, I was flipping through the book. Uh huh. And I was looking specifically for that, for that one, for that Meat Puppets record. And then it right. wasn't in there. I'm like, did I only put 199 artists in here? I forgot <laughs> to put the Meat Puppets the in meat. it. No, it ended up being that I didn't have it in there at all. So after that, it was kind of like the new list. Started. You started a new list that started to take shape. It was a little bit longer because obviously uh, the, the first book was in 2018. Right. This book you know, took me, uh, you know, from start to finish. And, and I took, you know between time you would have thought in cove during the covid period i would have had right. more time to write but you know it, it didn't work out that way but i'm glad that finally uh you know it came out october 12th uh -huh. of, of this year so uh, very happy with the results of it uh, so far seems like people that have grabbed it early on uh are enjoying it so uh so oh, glad I, I like the heck out of it i'll tell you now I've, I've i've been rifling through it you know since i got this copy from you and thank you very much for it i'm just uh having a good time with it. Uh, I told you, and, and I appreciate it. It was funny that you mentioned Michael Monroe when you sent me the thing, because I was like, Michael Monroe, who's Michael Monroe? Cause yeah. I had known him as the lead singer for the group he was in, which was uh, Han Hanoi rocks. Oh, yes. So when you said Michael Monroe, I was like, oh, does Jim misremember something here? Let me look it up. Then I looked him up and I went, 
oh, now I yeah. know. Yep, now <laughs> I got it. And it kicked in. And I mean, that's the uh, that's the minutia of knowledge that you have uh, about these bands and about about this music. And uh, I love it. I mean, I'm like I told you, the good thing about the book and the first book as well is you don't have to read it cover to cover when you sit down with it. Um, right. You can flip through the pages anywhere and pick something that, all right, let me look at this one. You know, and you look and go, wow. Uh, and, uh, and a lot of these people don't realize because of that time period uh, uh, have videos. You know, mm -hmm. that probably got out on MTV or whatever, because that was when MTV was starting to, uh, to uh, have its heyday, when it was actually music television. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I we remember I, it. Right. Yeah. I rail on that that it's in a hey, how can you have something called music TV when you don't put music on it? I mean, I mean, in its heyday, it was great. Yeah. Uh, you know, but uh uh but a lot of these videos were made for that, hoping that they could get on MTV. And some of them are pretty good videos. Some of them, the one we I talked to, to you about, uh Wendy or Williams, you couldn't put that one on MTV. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's a few. There's a few. There's that a few that yeah, you couldn't. Yeah, even on cable at the time, you couldn't right. really. No, that would be more than pushing the envelope. That'd yeah. be that'd be blowing up the bridge. You'd never get on again. But, yeah. But some well, of them, uh, some of them aren't bad, and some of the songs are pretty good. Yeah, and and you know the the idea of the book, um, and and, and I kind of explained it in the first book, and also in the second book. It's it's. The, the way I have it set up is for it to be an, an interactive read. Yeah. So it's not, it's not, the, I mean, you, could you go and read it cover to cover? Right. And, and you could, but the thing is, once you start reading, you know, and you start going through a few bands and you're like, you know, Hey, I, I think I remember that band yeah. or, you know, or that particular album. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, you don't have, you, you know, there's no expectation. I do. Here's what I do want to say. What I do want to say, and I want to put this as a disclaimer, because <laughs> I got knocked down. I, I know about disclaimers. Pegs, I got knocked down a few pegs from an Amazon reviewer who sat there because I didn't mention anything about purchasing the group's I albums. Think I, I think or I saw that review or whatever. I and and I, didn't, I didn't have that in the book. But, you know, listen, I, I if I had my wife down here to tell you, she'd be telling you that, you know, she wishes I didn't continue to buy CDs and like yeah. she's already telling me like, you know, I got a couple cases and stuff like that. Now I got stuff stacked on the top of it. I got to buy yeah. some other cases. I was going to say, it and, probably you know, looks like an actual radio station studio. Doesn't yeah. it? Remember and, those and days the, with and, albums and everything stacked yeah. on the walls. Exactly. Yes. And 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 the, and the joke was we recently we did a, another uh, radio show and, it, and they do their their studio is actually in a in a uh, record store. So this guy oh. has a whole vinyl collection. Wow. It's very cool, right? And then yeah. we go into this place and I'm I'm looking at albums. I'm like, oh, I'm looking like I'm sitting here looking at Rush and Cheap Trick vinyl yeah. records. And I'm going, nah, this is what I'm gonna get for my collection. And my wife goes to me and she says, You're gonna have to sell your entire CD collection to before to, you yeah, start before you do that. Before you start uh, doing the vinyl collection. Yep. So but oh, but yeah. going back, going back to what we were what we were talking about here is you go in and, you know, and, and now we have music at our disposal at any time, right? right? right. Get on YouTube, 
yep. get on Spotify, Amazon Music, and yeah, there's probably iTunes, a bunch of other ones. You can you can go Google to podcasts. You can go anywhere. Exactly, and and you can go in and you can listen. You can listen to these tracks, and, and you can decipher for yourself if the stuff, the, the material that I write in here about each band, some of the things with the stories or the songs that I say. You know, these are you know these are the songs that are kind of the go to songs that got missed on right. this on this album, right? And right. people can make and people can make their own decision. And you know, there are people that have added albums to their collections because they've they've read the book. There are, you know, the one example is I have uh, I have a friend of mine that actually took the book, uh, the original book, and read it. You know, he read the whole book, but it took him a little over two months to go through everything because he literally was going through artist to artist and listened to every artist that was on there. And then when he liked something, then he went and listened to other other songs and other albums that from that I and, and that's the beauty of the thing too because if you're a fan of music and you right. start going through stuff and, and I, I still remember like even some of the reviews for the first book were you know hey there were some bands here from the 80s that I don't even remember right and then they you know then all of a sudden they're getting they're getting in and you're you know all of a sudden you're invested in you know I got to check all these bands out or you know yeah. how many these bands were and why didn't I hear about them right and yeah. And underrated rock book two is an extension of that, right? Because you know, again, it was the same exercise. The only real differences between the two books is the timeline is kind of opened up. So there are some artists in the sixties right. that I are in the that. book yeah. now that I go past twenty fifteen, right? Um, and you know, I tried to also go in and include maybe some other genres of music that maybe did not make the first book while, okay. you know, so, uh, and that's not necessarily something that I kind of forced into doing, but it just kind of organically. I was just going to say felt natural did, to right? you while you were because doing it. You start going in, you start listening to one band that you, mm-hmm. that you remember and they've heard. And then all of a sudden you, you just kind of end up going in those directions. Gotcha. So you'll, you'll tend to see like in this book, the first book definitely leans a lot more towards hard rock. I want to say it kind of goes a little more into like the eighties, hard rock, some, some nineties yeah. stuff. This one that. tends to this, this new book tends to go a little bit into some, a su- little bit more into like some Southern rock. All right. Um, if you're into like 2000 style, like metal, what they call what they would call metal core for some people that might right. not be that would, that are not, uh, don't know that terminology, but right. it's kind of some of the some of the metal uh, music that was coming out in the 2000s. There's there's a few bands from the 2000s and 2010s mm-hmm. uh, that are that are in that mix as well. Um, but overall, it's 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 still a book that if you enjoy rock music of all different types, right? Um, these are these are both books that you can go and 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 look at and have as discussion pieces. Uh, you can you know, have these conversations with your friends or family members and, you know, and they're kind of debate books too, you know, yeah, where, uh, that's where I was going to go. Is, yeah. So, you know, uh, you can, you can uh, definitely uh, debate with somebody as to whether, you know, you particularly like a song or why you do and somebody else. It's the same as any type of art form. It's subjective. So, yeah. um, 
what I like about it is, is it does open it up for debate for people that listen to these things. Um, and I do, I, I, I'm enjoy, like I told you, I'm enjoying the heck out of this book. I really am. Um, yeah. And, and it's, and it's the, you know, and, and as far as the debate thing, and, I, and I'll say the same thing, I'll say the same thing with the first book and the second book. I, I am probably, you know, I am not, this is not a be all end all like book. Like I want people to come back to me and tell me, Hey, that, you missed hey, something. The, hey, you know, did uh, you ever hear of this Tones guy? Album, the Deftones album that you selected in rock book, you know, underrated rock book two. That's not their, that's not their most overlooked one. It's this one, right? Right. That, yeah. That's the kind of stuff that I, you know, and, and, and that's a healthy, that's a healthy discussion absolutely have with people uh with with stuff so uh and 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 that's why like when i when i do shows like you know coming here and having conversations with you and stuff and we can talk about different stuff and we can agree or not agree right uh, and but it's still a healthy discussion at the same time you know it's both you know two people you know that enjoy that That enjoy enjoy music music. and 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 that's the bottom line and that's yep and it's so subjective like we said that it uh you know, you're going in tackling it. You're going in to listen to it. And you don't know if you like it or not until you listen to it. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, I, I like the book because, uh, well, like we, one thing is you can flip through it. Like you said, it doesn't have to be finish the first one, go to the second one and read it straight right. through. You don't have to do that. Um, uh, but let's face it, the underrated part is the part I like. It's like the old B-sides to 45s. You, know, yes. you got the hit on one side. And you mm-hmm. got to be where people would buy albums because two or three hits were on the, you know, on the one side. And if you ever looked at the vinyl, you'd see that the one side was played all the heck and the other side was pristine. I mean, um, <laughs> and uh, what I like about it is, is the fact that they're not uh, the well-known songs, you know, um, right. you know, anybody can go out and, you know, go out and buy ACDC and go out and find, uh, you know, some stones or go out and find fish or, or, uh, uh, you know, uh, the dead or whoever you can go out and they're easy to find. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, things like this, like, uh, 24 spies or Wendy O Williams or, or airborne who remembers those who even knew about them. And you start listening and go, Hey, you know what? These folks can play some serious music. They could really play. And you really mm-hmm. start to like, music that you never even knew about yeah and that to me is what both of these books kind of open up open up a whole new audience for these artists and and where and where that kind of goes and 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 that's not to say that none of these that neither one of these books have you know like like million seller albums in there because they do right? right but the thing is when you when you know even when i go into examining those records and why i say they're you know overlooked underrated underappreciated right a lot of times for those type of bands they may have a a hit that was on those records right but at the same time if we go forward now you know some of those records will take like some of the 70s records for example like you Mm -hmm. know uh i know journeys infinity is right. uh is in this book right yeah, well you know my favorite my favorite journey song uh and actually songs of all time is uh, feeling that way in any time because yeah. you got it you got to play those two together mm-hmm. right 
Uh, it's yes. kind of sad. I, I told, I, I went on another show and I said, it's sacrilegious to play them. It's separated. You can't play one and then. Right. And I believe Wheel and Wheel in the Sky is on that album too. Okay. Right? But, oh, but, okay. The, but the thing you got to look at is this is an album. And while it does propel the band into that higher territory. Right. Their best, or I shouldn't say their best stuff, uh, but their peak mm -hmm. was just coming around the corner when they hit the when they hit the 1980s okay you yeah know, they start yeah. like the eclipse record uh you know so it's you know it's like you know uh you know i think it's um uh what is it? any uh any way you want it it's like right. a big hit oh, right and, and what them, happens yes. after that you know it's who's crying now it's yeah. uh um they took off don't, from stop, don't stop believing you know yeah. what i mean so like, right. like they propel into this so when you start looking at Journey the band mm -hmm. and you start going, okay, well, what are their most popular albums? What are their most popular songs? Right. I don't believe you're going to see too many people that are going to announce a song like Feeling That Way or Anytime or right. Wheel in the Sky as like one of their top three, right? Yeah. And, and when you look at it from airplay, like, you know, maybe classic rock radio, but they're playing... You know, what are they playing? I think the last time I listened to uh, an FM radio station that was playing Journey that wasn't, you know, if it was a classic rock mm -hmm. station, they're playing like separate ways. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, they're playing like a heavier song like that. Right. Um, yeah. You know, Almost or, like a soft yeah. rock kind of song you'd hear at the store or in the elevator. Right. They're not and, playing. And, the, and, and that's the kind of stuff, you know, that's yeah. the kind of stuff I look at when, when you're looking at like some of the pop, like there are popular bands that had albums that just kind of their where their career just kind of because uh, you know took a risk and maybe the risk didn't didn't reward them anything yeah. right you mm -hmm. know at the high you know and and so many of those bands like in in both books you know you can go with uh, like in the first book uh, Kiss and Cheap Trick right you know there's 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 albums and Aerosmith that they all and even ACDC right since we just yeah. talked about them you know that first book you know has those those bands in there um you know and you know basically the the same you know because of the because of the things they tried to do you right. know and, right they ventured know, like, outside of what everybody was expecting yeah and so like when you look at a band like uh like you go to you know you go for a band like journey uh which was like a big example i even mentioned uh you know um uh, green day is even in the book in the, yeah uh, you know green day um you know in in um you know, the, the thing I could sit there and say about a band like like Green Day is just, again, you know, the um, you know, they they came off with some with some really um, good. You know, they I mean, they were great as far as a band overall, but they even have uh, Insomniac record. And I had a yes. and drove. I'm old. Right. So <laughs> well, it's, uh, well, uh, I'm not going to say anything because I got right. no room. To but talk, yeah, my friend. but the Insomniac record and it, this was actually somebody actually came to me and, and we were having a conversation about this and they, they like they debated. And this was the beauty part of this, like the book. Right. Because yeah. the first book kind of brought in, you know, for the second book, you know, I'm looking for suggestions and somebody right suggested the insomniac record and gave me reasons why and when you sit there and you look at it you know it's kind of the same thing as the journey thing because when you look at the songs that are on the insomniac record you know 
It's, uh, you know, Geek Stink Breath, which was right. like a first single from them, which was like, eh, you know, Walking Contradiction is a great song. Yeah. But, you know, is it a song? Is it one of their top three or four no. songs? Oh, no, no. You, you could argue that uh, the, the song Brain Stew and Jaded is one of their popular songs, but American I, don't think Idiot. It's a top three, I don't think it's a top three or four song. Right. And that's why that, you know, that's why that album makes it. You know, right. the, the third one I'll bring example is uh, Bon Jovi, right. uh, 7800 Degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Um, you know, they come off with the hit Runaway, right. you know, his debut album. And then 7,800 Degrees Fahrenheit comes in and the song In and Out of Love is a great song. Silent yeah. Night was a very good song, mm -hmm. but it doesn't really. And while Bon Jovi's still popular, I think a lot of people forget about that album in general. It doesn't have yeah. a match. hit. His most popular stuff outside of Runaway, his most popular stuff comes right after 7,800 right. Degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. Uh, particularly Slippery When Wet. And the New Slippery Jersey went wet was huge and stuff New like Jersey, that, right? Yeah. And and Slippery When Wet was basically what made Bon Jovi because that was a right. That one was the one that, that how many he took hits off. you know yeah. how many hits that still get on the radio today today. Right? Yeah. So so those are you know those are kind of bands that you know as far as like extremely popular bands you know kind of make this list. Yeah. And and the other bands that are in here are you know some obscure albums that you know maybe right place wrong time or yeah well i saw uh, i'm sorry uh, no go ahead i i saw the uh uh what you were saying and, and looked in a little bit about wendy o williams and the band that she was in and they had apparently Matt, reached Matt, a Matt. peak yeah. plasmatics right yeah and apparently reached a peak they weren't they weren't going to get any further with what they were doing right and then of course she broke off and um of course, a lot of people don't know what you put in the book, too. There's all these smaller facts is that, you know, um, you know, Gene Simmons jumps in and and starts to take over her career a little bit and, and mm -hmm. get some help. But you're right. Then her style changed a little bit to more yeah. of to yeah. more of a kiss sounding uh, instrumentals. Yeah, and, and not that. Yeah, and not that it was a bad. Not that it was a bad thing. Uh, that Wendy Will Williams oh. record, you know, kind of. You know, it was it was her finally stepping out as her own, as her own self. Yeah. Obviously, the Plasmatics as a band, she still was the focal point of that band, right? Because you know, they were and they were kind of all over the place, and they and and they were they were more of a, I want to say they were more of a punk band than right. uh, than a hard rock band. Yeah, and then um, but, Gene you know, Simmons more, took her in a different direction. But they were known more, but the Plasmatics were known more for the stunts they did right. than, than the some music. of the music that they yeah. put out, right? So yeah. this Wendy O. Williams record, the WOW record, yeah. um, was something that kind of put her out in the forefront and kind of got her out there with the, you know, a lot of the hard rock 80s yeah. bands that were out there. And of course, uh, Gene... Gene Simmons, uh, at that time in the eighties, there were, there were quite a few bands that, that, uh, Gene took under his, uh, under his wing. Right. Uh, you know, a few others that, uh, like, uh, Jafria was mm -hmm. one band. Okay. Um, uh, Keel, uh, was another, was another band that he kind of found and kind okay. of got him. Uh, in fact, uh, Keel's album, the right, the rock is in, is in underrated rock book two. Uh, that's okay. a great album. Uh, but, Gene had more hands-on stuff with Wendy O. Williams' record, um, and and of course Paul Stanley and I. Ace Freely, I think. 
part, Ace Fraley, who actually wasn't even in Kiss at the time, right? Still was in there and, and lent his hand to some stuff. Uh, yeah, you, but you can definitely tell the Kiss feel on that album. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, you can but it's, tell. Not a, it's not one of those albums where it's a where it's a uh, a hinder. Right where it's uh, yeah, where and it's kinda, not... you know it, it's a good sounding record. Mm -hmm. She sounds she sounds good. I was gonna say she sounds good, and and because she sounds good, it is not overbearing. Kiss, do you know what I mean? Right, like you can right. tell. Yeah. there's a little more than subtle in its similarities, but it's not drowning you in in a in a Kiss type format. Do you know what I mean? Right, I agree. I agree. That, at least that was my take on listening to some of the songs in it. Yeah, I mean, you know, the only the only problem with what happens with uh, with a Wendy O. Williams, uh, with like so many so many bands, and it, it doesn't right. have, you know, whatever decade that you're in, uh, you know, and the and the genre of music that's there, yeah. you know, there are the bands that are the top tier, right? You have the middle tier bands that can kind of survive, you know, and right. make a career out of it, and then there's the other ones that I always said that kind of got lost in the shuffle. Yeah, you know, Wendy O. Williams was kind of one of those. She got uh, yeah, the eighties. She, she got just kind of like in that in that bottom. And also, I think you know a lot of the eighties hard rock uh, female artists didn't always get a get a fair get a fair shake. shake. Right. I think it was at that time that hard rock eighties uh, hair band. It was all know, that. Like, yeah, you had the hair guys. And, and, you know, it was pretty much I rat think it was, and poison and all those guys. Yeah, I mean, I think it was very dominated, and and like you know the bands that you know uh, outside of the occasional uh, Lita Ford. You know, right, was I was just going to say Lita Ford or yep. something. Uh, you know, there was the Wendy O. Williams or mm -hmm. Vixen, um, and uh, I'm trying to think. There's a couple other bands that um, that that. That I'm well to me the I only ones... my, my mind's not going but I but I know what I want to say but the, you know it's just I know the, what you're saying unfortunately you know it really took you didn't really see a lot of the female rock artists right. really kind of do something until like the 90s right, right? when all of a sudden it seemed like Joan Jett and the Black Hearts came yeah, in yeah well I mean Joan Chrissy I mean, Hyde Jett and the Pretenders in the 80s but when right. you go in Joe the 90s, was the 80s, you're right. Right. Uh, but when you go right, I mean, and actually they were kind of that early part. So you had the Joan Jets and the Pat Benatars. Right. And even even Hart, even though they're a 70s band, and those were kind right. of core, but really they were kind of more in that classic rock. Right. Vibe. Especially Hart. Not you're right. Yeah. Not necessarily that hair band stuff, but right. when you get to the 90s, um, you know, you started seeing some artists that you know, definitely took some leaps, especially in like some of the hard rock stuff. And you, you yeah. had bands like like Hole and L Seven and uh, Oh Hole was Julian actually from really another good. side, yeah. Juliana Hatfield and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Where you know there was a little bit of popularity there for some of those bands, even though some of it might have been short lived. But I think right. they were definitely uh, in a better place than like the Wendy O. Williamses of the of yeah, the world. like Blondie. Blondie was yeah, Blondie was another one that kind yeah. of was that top tier there for a while yeah. until they broke up so until they broke up yep yeah and uh yeah I, you're right about it was predominantly i mean probably 95 percent, if not higher male dominated uh in that era mm -hmm. and uh yep. i agree yeah it, it was it was uh it's probably tough for for a woman or a female to to actually be in one of those bands let alone lead it like wendy or williams or uh mm -hmm. Uh, same with Blondie, with Debbie Harry. I mean, they probably had some fights on their hands to get their stuff even noticed. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it was a hard way. You know, it was, it's probably a hard road for some of those for some of those artists. Um, yeah. To kind of get it. You know, like if you look at like Pat Benatar now, and even when you look at like in, in you know that, that we'll talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because you know oh. I, it's an interesting topic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you when you look at the artists that get put through. Um, yeah. There are a lot of great female artists, and you know it was it was great to see Pat Benatar get in. Yes, uh, because I think Pat Benatar, when you look at what she did in the early '80s, I think she's got a period there of a good uh, six, seven years, probably probably throughout the '80s. Though towards the end of the '80s, she probably tailed off a little tailed bit, a little bit yeah. career wise. But yeah. at the very take those first five years, 1980 to '85. And she killed she's it. Probably one of the biggest. She's probably yeah. one of the biggest rock female rock artists uh, in the world at that time. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and, and it was very uh, kind of a kick in the face every time she got nominated for the rock and rock and roll Hall of Fame and, and didn't get it. And you know, and, and I always, you know, my argument is, you know, Joan Jett got in before her. Yeah, and that... I know. And listen, and I and I and I'm not Joan Jett's the Joan Jett record album which is in the underrated rock book too right. i think it's a great record i think right. she does a very nice job it's not an album obviously you know she does i love rock and roll then she comes out with that album it doesn't exactly you know like the they world don't mesh them. yeah they don't mesh but it's a different record but you know the the, the problem with a, a joan jet was that you know a lot of the songs that she had that were hits mm -hmm. were cut co were cover songs yeah you know yeah. and i don't take anything away from because listen there's been plenty of artists from like the 50s sure. and 60s that did all that did the same songs. thing i mean but you know. you know when you sit there and look at it and then you look at you know stuff that you know pat benatar was able to do uh you know and that's where i kind of see where sometimes a rock and roll hall of fame kind and i'm not saying joan jett shouldn't be in the rock and roll hall of fame because listen right you know it, it, they, they pick women few and far between in right. the rock, rock and roll hall of fame yeah so you, you got one that's worthy you should take your battle but, you know, Pat Benatar probably should have been in a few right. years it's, ago. I was um, just going to say, should not have taken so long for Pat Benatar. Yeah. Is Lita Ford in? No, Lita Ford is not in. I don't think Lita Ford actually is has quite the career. resume, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think she had, uh, you know, she has a hit or two, but um, Didn't I don't really, think she the same. Yeah, you're probably right. There was only a, a year or two maybe when she was actually pretty hot. And then, yeah. Yeah, I think I think she had she had that. one she had one hit with solo, and then she has the uh, "Close My Eyes Forever" with uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Right. I think that's pretty much so, the. Extent. I'm sure there's of, plenty of other underground right. hits that she had. Um, Dress to Kill, I think, was one okay. um, that I remember. I think Tony Iommi uh, from Black Sabbath, uh, from uh, when they saw that song, and I think that album, uh, the the title is uh not coming to me at the moment but i think no, Tom i can't think of it from black sabbath had had his hands in that too okay um but yeah you had some you had some uh the rock and roll hall of fame i, I don't understand maybe no one does because again it's an art so it is but i don't think they understand what they're doing sometimes yeah. i mean i just i don't get me wrong america loves dolly parton Dolly Parton is not a rock and roll one, okay? Uh, I mean, if you're talking music hall of fame, or you're talking country yeah. hall of fame, Dolly Parton's got to be in those, I, all right? I, I think when in you... defense, yeah, I, I think in defense of Dolly Parton, um, the one thing you have to look at is, you know, 
country music was here well before rock and roll. Yeah. And rock and roll was a branch of country music. Off of country music and off of blues music. Right. And off of blues music. Right. Right. So you take the combination of two and, you know, and that's where the branches really kind of start. Right. Right. Those two. So, you know, there's a couple ways to look at it. Like, uh, and I know there's there's a lot of people that really, you know, they they don't like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because of certain artists to get in. Like, you right. know, if there's a rap artist or mm-hmm. you know somebody gets in, they don't really. But you got to go back and look at some of the history to say, you know, well, why why can't they be in? Right. right. And, yeah. and, you know, and I listen, I'll, I'll sit there and, and say there there are some artists that I don't think should have ever gotten into the rock and roll hall of fame well that's um, but- the thing for me is but i will say jim that I, I applaud the effort of the rock and roll hall of fame because before that uh, it was a limited amount of celebration for an artist yeah uh, oh yeah you know, yeah when once, first once their there- career was done unless you went to an oldie station or a classic rock and roll station you didn't hear about these folks again yeah. Um, you know, once their uh, their career span was done, mm-hmm. then you didn't hear about it. Yeah. Uh, so I guess the one thing for me is I do applaud the effort and I do applaud the institution for making the effort. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's well worthwhile. Uh, but you're right. I do sometimes question some of the choices. And, yeah. I, you know, you do that for sports, any type of quote unquote Hall of Fame or institution that recognize you, you do it the same way uh, uh same with sports i mean you hear about a player and you're like oh you know i remember them playing they were okay but they weren't you know yeah hank aaron they weren't this guy that's special you know right um, so I, yeah it's always subjective i guess so i do applaud the effort but sometimes yeah. you gotta question the choices a little bit and go eh. i i will say that uh, the equivalent to some of the selections in a rock and roll hall of fame are like the selection, like, so remember when Harold Baines got into the rock? I was just thinking Harold Baines. Hey, listen, he barely got 3,000 hits. Harold Harold Baines, Baines, he was a good hitter. He was a good Uh, hitter. He had a long, he he, he, had a long career. A long time, right? And he was a good, apparently he was a good baseball guy because everybody loves Harold Baines. Right, right? everybody loved Harold Baines. But was Harold Baines a Hall of Famer? Harold Baines never won a category in any Baseball statistic, nope. whatsoever. He was never the best batting average. Didn't was hit the never most homers. Multiple, never had the most RBIs. Was never a multiple nope. all-star player. All that. No, nope. right? never won an when MVP. Look, was never in the running for anything the, like that. But when you look at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that's yeah. the kind of stuff. A lot of times, you got to look at some of the criteria, right? And the arguments, you know, the same arguments could be said. I mean, really, when you look at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it should really be based on, you know what that band has done, you know, in the course right. of their career. Right. Yeah. So it's, you know, they're obviously longevity means something. Right. Having, having hits. So having album hits, right. singles hits. And then I think the third part is, is, is influences. Yeah. Like how many other great bands have now become increasingly popular bands because of that, that band. Being That's true. Existence, and- right. And that's it, it where I think serves a purpose that you go back and go, hey, you know what? I forgot all about these guys. They were good in their day. And yeah. now we can go and look them up and go, oh, man, I forgot how good yeah. they were. So, yeah, yeah. It, it it 
don't get me wrong. I, I applaud the effort and I applaud the fact that it exists. I mean, I wouldn't say, oh, it's so terrible that it shouldn't even yeah. exist. No, that's not where I'm going. I'm just saying, uh, and and you understand, it's like you brought up Harold Bain, perfect example of the sports. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of Harold Bain. There are a lot of Harold, a lot Bain. of Harold Baines oh, in the man. Rock and that's, Roll Hall of Fame. Though Dolly Parton doesn't look anything like Harold Bain. Uh, um, Dolly uh, Parton looks great for a 75 year old woman. I was just going to say, right? 75 year old woman. So he says, well, it's a lot of makeup. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean there's, God you know, there's, her. yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, obviously there was, there, there, Obviously, there's a reason that I think in the biggest argument that people right. will have. And uh, it's, you know, there's so many other great rock bands, particularly right. in the 70s and the 80s um, that have, have yet it. to even be have yet to even be considered. Let's forget right. about it. they've even, you know, missed have they even they don't even get considered in yeah. uh, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And and. You know, and we can't sit there and overlook, you know, and sit there and say, well, their career wasn't what this other band. Well, no, I would disagree in, in many right. cases for a few of those selections. Yeah. So, well, it is subjective. And obviously, enough people thought she was worthy of it. It was oh, yeah. funny yeah. because she said in the beginning that she felt she kind of funny. She didn't want it. She didn't want to get She wasn't going to right. accept it. She wasn't going to accept it. And then I think somebody from the Hall of Fame talked to her and convinced her. That you know, you really were an essential, probably for the reasons you gave, is yeah. that you really were essential in us being able to continue with rock and roll back in the day. Yeah. So, uh, right. you know, I think that's a great thing. Um, we're going to wrap up in a couple minutes, uh, okay. but uh, I wanted to get the, I, I just wanted to get this out because I love this book. I like the first one. I like this one. Uh, it's it, you're right. It's a continuation, but it's not. It doesn't have to be. Right. I mean, it's it's more of it, a, a supplemental if you want, or it's like you said, it's more of the same, but with different. You know, it's more of the same subject matter. Yeah, but definitely again, a lot of different music, and, and and a lot of it I've looked up has been oh my gosh, and, and some and of it I remember just playing. And if you and if you picked up the first book, you're getting more of the same. You're right. getting you're right. getting uh, you're getting an album and an artist. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, mm -hmm. picking up on on, uh, you know, the same rules apply. So there wasn't, you know, a second album from another band that was selected. Right. This is 200 additional artists, additional, with artists 200 additional albums. The writing is still keep it to 300 words to talk about each yeah. band or each album. I saw and, that you did keep it. And, and yeah, books, the format, I wanted to keep the format and it's kind of the template of how, how I'm, I'm, I'm I wrote both of these books. Yeah. Um, and well, it works, my friend. It works. It, it's, it's, well, you know what? I think, you know, it's one of the things that, that kind of drives me crazy when uh, like some of these books that I do like uh, sometimes you get, like uh, where they kind of go through the albums and stuff and they just write like yeah. it's thousands their opinion. of word pieces and, and like you're off. talking pages yeah. like I don't really need to know I don't really need to know every waking detail of you know what those right. guys had for breakfast when they were in the studio and I think you know yeah, I think that's almost what was wrong with the uh, I don't know if you saw the Beatles documentary by Peter Jackson 
Yeah, I, but they I, went into it was yeah, interesting to a point, but then yeah. it went into so much minutia like tea and having Yoko there yeah. and Ringo's wife was there once, and then George Harrison's wife was there, then Linda East it was like all these little things interesting, yeah, but not didn't need to be focused on as much as they were. I wanted to see I, how they were developing the music. Yeah, I mean, I think the books kind of, you know, dictate, you know, what you're going to think. Right. What you're going to feel. Mm -hmm. If you read, if you read the information on that particular album or that particular artist, if you yeah. feel I want to go check them out some more. Yeah. yeah. Then you, mm -hmm. you know, then it's limitless, right? Because then you can listen to their stuff. Mm -hmm. You can check up, you know, because then you can go online and check out their well, entire you know, history that's of the what band. I did. Who are they? Who was, mm -hmm. you know, because sometimes some, some people don't even realize that certain artists, like even when you sit there and start looking at like people that were super groups or even like when we're talking about like Gene Simmons, right? Right, right. And, and you know, you might have somebody that doesn't realize, oh, Gene Simmons did something with with uh, with Wendy, Wendy O. Williams. Right. Like, you know, what other stuff, what other bands did, did Gene get in, get involved with right, right. and then and a lot of people that kind of stuff and 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 that's the that's the cool part of these books yeah and again again like the underrated rock book too is an extension of that mm -hmm. um but like i said there's no right or wrong way so if you pick up yeah. underrated book two you get that first and yeah. then you go grab the first book it's yeah. uh you know either way uh you know the way you look at it you're getting 400 artists. You're getting yeah. 400 albums to to check out. To check out. And, yeah. and check out, and maybe you become a fan. Uh, yeah. You add to your collections if you, mm -hmm. if that's if that's the thing you do with uh, right. vinyl, these or whatever. Well, it's like you said about Gene Simmons is a perfect example. Uh, I until a few years ago would never have thought that Gene Simmons did anything behind the scenes except for with Kiss. I thought he was the front man. He might have helped behind the scenes with Kiss or, you know, he might have been running. But he, I never would have thought that he was involved with other artists. And lo and behold, he was involved with a lot of other artists. And that's just one example of yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. And it, and it's also interesting to see, like, some of the correlations with, with bands, like even like some of the um, – not necessarily super group type stuff, but that kind of stuff exists too. Like, uh, right. for example, uh, like Roger McGuinn, who was with the birds. Right. Uh, he's an underrated rock book too. Um, but th there's a lot of correlations where with artists that did stuff with Tom Petty and yes. Tom, or Tom Petty and the heartbreakers. And that's, right. you know, there's a couple, there's a couple artists in, in both books where um, there was that kind of, mm -hmm. um, uh, and not and, and, and even in underrated rock book too. So Roger McGuinn was one. Robin Zander of Cheap Trick, right? Um, when he had his solo record, which is in under underrated rock book too. I saw that. It's under it's two, some stuff yeah. with uh, with Mike Campbell from mm -hmm. uh, from was, Tom uh, Petty. He's all the Heartbreakers. Yeah. So so there are you know it's interesting to see when other artists are doing stuff with other people, and even if it's just a minor thing. Um, you know, it's whether, it's, whether, it's, produ it's, whether it's producing or songwriting right. or actually performing on the records, yeah. engineering uh, and, and or something, thing because a yeah. lot of times you don't even you don't even know that, you know, first of all, you probably don't even know, like if, you know, oh, Roger McGuinn put out a record in 1990. I love the birds. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember him doing a solo project. Right. Yeah. yeah or, Ro you know, Robin Zander did a solo project. What? I, I love Cheap Trick. I didn't know Robin Zander did anything. So right. yeah, that's. Yeah. 
and and these are the kind of things that you'll you'll you know some of the little things you'll find uh in these books yeah uh, you know so there's different things like that where uh um it's uh it, you know it's a it's a good read to pick up some new finds yeah it is well my friend uh we got about wrap it up but i will tell you that i want to thank you for two things one for coming on uh giving us the, the background and the detail but number two for writing both of them in the first place um i i'm enjoying it it's very recreational for me because uh of course i like music and you knew that you know from our old days in college yeah, well, but I, we I had hope, some fun back in the day so yeah we did and and what i like is because of where we were we did have some freedom to play yes. what we wanted nobody told us what we had to play there really wasn't a playlist um you know like when you get into commercial radio and stuff um you know we had the ability to go in and look at it and go hey that looks interesting i'll play this one next you know, or if you had a song in your head that you'd heard, you could go, uh, you could either bring, you could even bring stuff in. Yeah. And that mm -hmm. was great. You could bring in your own music if you wanted to. That, so, that was, yeah. I, I, I was, I was going to say that the best part of that was the ability to have, and again, we were still using CDs. We're still right. just kind of we're just things. coming we were out. still using vinyl, right? Vinyl and but all uh, these new, all these carts. new records come in. Yeah. And you would get, every every underground band or oh, every yeah. band just looking to yeah. break in and college yeah. music was where that was and yes you know there were i got i got influenced by so many other you know because prior to that i was a big heavy metal mm -hmm. hard rock guy and liked a little bit of new wave music yeah. you know to kind of you know kind of keep things interesting but there was so much other music that we got uh, yeah. we got our hands on yep. that you just became, you just, you just, you know, it, it didn't matter. Like pretty soon we're playing, we're putting playlists together where we're playing oh, heavy yeah. songs, you know, we're playing Metallica and then yeah. we're playing like the smithereens. Or I was just going to say, you, know? <laughs> you didn't have to necessarily yeah. transform into the next thing. Like I could yeah. play a blues number by Clapton or, right. uh, uh, you know, or, uh, you know, I, I had gotten a hold of us at the time, some Robert Johnson stuff. And I'd play an old Robert Johnson blues tune and introduce it. And then this is the guy who was the, the real guy who really started popularity with the blues. This yeah. is the guy. And then, like you said, a couple minutes later, play ACDC, you know, yeah. <laughs> Highway to Hell. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> did those two things go together? Absolutely not. Yeah. Play a little heavy Van Halen. You know, it was, it was things, you could, I mean, things you could do that you probably shouldn't have been doing. Because right. They would have never let us do we would have a regular rock any and FM station at any yep. time. I mean, any solo show I had on, every time people knew it was me and they would say it is because I always played uh, – uh, the lumberjack song from Monty yeah. Python to open the show. It's telling you, I'm doing whatever yeah. I want to do. And that's yep. how it always started. Like, yeah. Okay, folks, hang on. We're doing what we want to do. Am I cutting down trees in women's clothing? If I want to, yeah. I am. If I'm playing blues, that's what I'm going to play. You know, you enjoy go. the ride. And, and we did. And that's, and that's, I'm glad to see that you have been able to continue that passion. Um, that you still have that passion, I should say, and have been able to continue acting on it. Um, uh, I listen um, and I do some stuff as I can, I'm starting to build some media stuff back up. 
so I am uh, I, I'm still interested and I still listen. But I'll tell you what, these books bring back memories of what we used to yep. do. Mm -hmm. The songs bring back memories as well of the time period. And that's the thing. Here we go, folks. Here's the time period. And you'll, if you listen to the song, you might just remember it or at least remember the artist. Yep. And you'll have some pretty good memories. I mean, when I put in uh, a couple of things, the Airborne song, you made a note. And when I listened to the one song, I actually listened to two of their songs. They did both sound like the style of ACDC. Yes. And one guy, the guitar was dead on Angus. I mean, he was Angus. Yeah. I mean, he was you trying can, to be Angus hear, and you could hear it. Yeah. Yeah. You can hear those influences. And yeah. that's, and that's just the, the beauty of it and, where you know, some people, you know, may have never heard of that particular band. And, you know, yeah. and that, just, you like ACDC, you know, you're like band, them too. Very, sim very, very, very similar vein from Australia, you know, yeah. kind of that kind of has that ACDC stomp. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and you're going to like their stuff. I mean, will you like every song? No. But do you like every song ACD, ACDC ever put out? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, no. So, well, Jim, thank you very much. Uh, folks, if you're watching this and you say, hey, uh, I, I can't watch the whole thing. I want to listen to it. Remember, you can watch this. We're on Facebook. Uh, we're on YouTube. Just look up The Public John on YouTube and it'll come up. Also, uh, Google uh, Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, uh, iTunes, as well as on a, a simple cast streaming radio. Just plug into Public John, and this show is going to come up for you uh, as well. So you can listen to it, listen to it in the car if you want, if you're really interested. But I'm going to tell you, my big thing is buy the damn book. All right, it's a great, it's a great book. And if you don't have the first one, get that one. And when you're looking at Jim here on the screen, if you're actually watching the video, the first one is the one on the left, Rock Book 200 Most Underrated Albums from 1970 to 2015. And the cover of the book on the right is the new one that's out, Underrated Rock Book 2, which is, uh, what, 200 more overlooked 200. albums. Uh, get them. Have fun with it. If you like music, you're going to like this. Uh, you can look up the songs, and like we said, you don't have to read it straight through. I've looked up some of these songs, and a lot of them have videos on YouTube, or when you go to Google and you plug in the song name, the video pops up. So you can see it if you want to see it and hear it. Um, some, A lot of them are available on uh, iTunes, Amazon Music, things like that. Um, so if you like a song, get it, uh, please. Uh, uh, but read these books because I'll tell you what, you're going to you're going to thank me and you're going to thank Jim for for writing them. Um, for uh, for my buddy, Jim Santora, Jr. Uh, and everybody watching uh, all the folks here at Public John Media, which is basically me. I'm schizophrenic. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, but really, there are a couple people that help me out with some things. So for uh, for everybody here, I want to thank Jim. And uh, hope to see you soon. We may revisit this, my friend, in a whole different, uh, a whole different show uh, uh, in a few weeks or something. If you're up for it, because I'm always, always up for it, John. Uh, right. Always talking Could, to music, so especially with you, my friend. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Uh, for all of us here at the Public John Podcast and Public John Media, thank you to Jim. Thank you for guys for watching and listening. We will talk to you soon. This has been the Public John Podcast. Go out and buy the underrated rock books, okay? Uh, where where are they, Joe? They're on Amazon, right? 
they're on they're on Amazon. That's where you can get the paperback. You can get the Kindle version. Uh, you can get uh, an ebook at uh, Barnes and Noble. Uh, okay. But you can also check out uh, underratedrockbook.com uh, and you can get uh, all kinds of other information about the books where you can where you can pick them up and and so on. So awesome. Underratedrockbook.com. Underrated Remember that, yeah. folks. Um, and uh, we'll we'll put that in the uh, uh, you know, a couple posts as well uh, to make sure that uh, you guys know about it. But uh, get it. You'll love it. Uh, I know I do. I I'm sitting here. It was hard for me to put down uh, uh, earlier today. I was like, oh, I got to go do this. And I went, eh, give me a few more minutes. And I had to look <laughs> up a couple more songs. So that, that'll tell you something. So for Jim Santora and all of us here at Public John Media uh, on the Public John Podcast, thanks, folks, for watching and listening. We will talk to you guys soon. Hang in there, Jim. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, let's get this thing going because people are going to love it. All right. Hope everyone enjoys the book. All right. Thanks, Jim. A lot, John.